Hello, Michael here with a quick disclaimer. The episode that you are about to listen to was originally recorded as a live event, meaning that it was recorded and streamed over our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash the RPG Academy, or broadcast as a live event or recorded as a live event for our YouTube page, which is youtube.com slash the RPG Academy. Hopefully you will understand why the audio quality of this episode is not quite up to the same standards you have come to appreciate and expect from our show. And on the off chance that when you listen to this episode, you don't really notice a difference between this episode and a regular episode, don't say anything, because that will make me cry. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the RPG Academy's Detention. I am Scott, and I will be your host for this evening. Uh, clumsily, uh, I get to take over where both uh, Michael and the Caleb G have uh, come up a little short in uh, filling out our Wednesday time frame. So, it's all me. As per usual, uh, your complaint policy, uh, if uh, you could just go ahead and forward all complaints to Michael at therpgacademy.com, and uh, he'll just forward them straight into his uh, trash folder, and we'll all be good. Um, so, uh, I am, I, I guess, a professor, assistant, acting, adjunct, faculty, uh, Scott, who is here to keep an eye on all you hooligans, no-goodniks, ne'er-do-wells, and academaniacs here in the RPG Academy's After Hours Detention. And uh, assisting me with that, is Junior Assistant Teaching Assistant, Matthew Parody. Matt yes, thank you for inviting me. This is going to be a lot of fun. We are going to do some spankings and some beers. We're going mm. to drink some schnapps. Mm. Spankings and beers, because that's uh, what we do after hours at detention at the RPG Academy. With the naughty boys. Yes. <laughs> yes! <laughs> All the naughty boys. <laughs> So, uh, I feel like Naughty Boys leads quite elegantly as though it were uh, an old rickety wooden roller coaster on the shore that had just been worn away by wave after wave until that one um, probably uh, overweight pair of people gets in and and then they, they, uh, they overstrain it and get chucked into the sea. Much like mm. that graceful transition, we have now moved into the, the first of our three components of the episode tonight, which is extracurriculars. So, Matthew, have you been doing anything with Naughty Little Boys lately? Oh, this is fun to ask. <laughs> uh, let's see. I mean, I could do the bit the whole time, but I don't want to. Bits on bits, my son. Why would you not do the Naughty Voice? I don't know what kind of voice I am doing, but I enjoy it. Oh, thank you. So, why don't you tell me and the studio audience at home what exactly you've been up to lately? Well, um, you see, um, this, uh, this week is a busy week. Uh, we have the, uh, Hamilton coming out on the Sunday. You, oh, right. We talked about that. You guys are going. I'm so jelly. Yeah, it's going to be nice. Uh, we have the two year oh, yeah. anniversary oh, on the Sunday. Oh, and we have the uh, the American Gods premiere on the Sunday. It's a big oh, Sunday. Oh, that is a big Sunday. So, so uh, you you are obviously uh, going to skip the anniversary because American Gods and and the uh, Hamilton. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, important. Yeah, this is good. Yeah, we see Hamilton is an American Gods and say good night. Sweet. <laughs> Can't keep hold a voice to save my life. So, um. <laughs> What's uh so so you got a bunch of big plans, but your wife, she's probably pretty free. Does she have my phone number? Does she want it? Yeah, give it to her. Okay. Oh, perfect. Hang on, yeah. let me share the contact info. Yeah, yeah. Just just uh, share do that. You share it over Bluetooth. You ever shared a contact over Bluetooth? There is a Bluetooth spec for sharing contacts, you know. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Remember when there was an app where you go like this and you would share information? That was fun. That was so fun. And then they went, We're done. Yeah, Goodbye. what happened to that? It was like the coolest thing ever. I was so excited with that app. It was I would fantastic. bump people random pictures. Hello, this is my dog. It's it's amazing. The, the fist bump app was crazy. Why why did that die? I feel like they uh, needed some cooler things to share, maybe. Like, the same like, reason Vine randomly died, because someone else did it better. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a shame. 
What have so I? So what are you? What do you? What are you? What are you up to? Yeah, I was, I was just about to. God just damn it! To it, I'm sure. You know, I was trying to find a sweet segue like you did. Uh, we we actually have a question. Chat was that a Uh-oh. Samsung app? Question mark. Uh, no, no, it was it was like called Bump or something. Right? Yeah, it was literally called Bump. It was, yeah, it wasn't called like the bump or debump or something yeah it was it was just like pick a thing to share like contact info or stupid photo of your cat and then you bump someone who has the bump app and And then your phone have it out and running yeah exactly you then go and then you'd see whatever they wanted to bump you Mm -hmm. and 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 the trick was that that on the server side right they just used the simultaneous time of of the bumping along with some locational information to be like it was these two accounts that bumped right so in a in a room full of bump people you could Hit a hit a fist bump, and that would uniquely identify them, even if they weren't on your friends list or anything else. It was cool. Mm. So, uh, all that to say, we should bring it back for passing the DM notes. That would be yeah. I mean, why Man, text no. the DM when you could? Let's text. Uh, let's contact the D and D people and have them add it to the uh, the new uh, platform that they have going. The, what is the it new called? Dungeon uh, Swisher, whatever. Dungeon. What is it? Dragon Accountant. No, it's... Actuarial Accountancies Yeah, but what's that new online thing? I have the... I have it open on my phone. It's pretty cool. We're waiting. We and the entire internet are waiting for you to look some up. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Matthew Parody. He's parodying. D&D Beyond. Beyond! Oh, yeah, when you said a bump D&D Beyond, I really thought it was going to end some other way. And I was Beholder. like... Beholder! Oh, but you can't mention that. That's like... Controlled intellectual property. Yeah, but it's theirs. It's D and D Beholder. Like it's okay if they use their intellectual property. But oh, right. But, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. But Scott, what do you got going on? Ah, uh, what do I have going on? Uh not not much uh, new since uh, last week. I think I mentioned uh, we were looking at a move. We're still looking at a move. Moving is literally the worst. I yeah, I've uh, I've done it uh, twice so far, and both times I hate it. I, I, wait. No, three times. Three times, right? You've only Twice with my wife. Times? Yeah, I've only moved three times. That's that small golf clap, everybody. For Thank Matthew you. Parody. Thank uh, you. Yeah. I assume, although that probably doesn't include uh, times you've been roped into helping other people move. Oh, yeah, no, that doesn't include that. Because here's the thing. I'm good at things like that. Moving? Yeah. Well, no, just like, com- you know, things that like have to be done, like cooking like kitchen stuff like household things like i can do those things so when i get roped into them i do them and i do them well and then i hate how well i do them because everyone else around me is useless and i just want to i will say that um when helping people move i I did finally just learn that the best way to do that right is is the first time your friends uh ask you to help move uh come like 45 minutes late so so everyone's definitely there and then move something fragile early and break it and then no one who's there will ever ask you to help them move your shit. Their shit. Like, that. it just doesn't happen. Right? I like the way you're trying to pick out, like, the right thing. You're like, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. that's from his grandmother, so that's too... Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's Fabergé. I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. Is that China? Really no, 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 good. give me the China! I'll take it! Oh, Butterfinger! Honestly, during the, uh, our, our move here, we learned that the, the very best thing to do that with is, is, like, porcelain statue of Jesus. Right? Because, uh, like, inexpensive and relatively easy to find, right? right? And yet, super symbolic and mortifying to many people. And uh, really, you know, carries creepy omens. Never asked to move again. Exactly. What do you know? It uh, works like a charm. Thankfully, it wasn't the Buddy Christ porcelain Jesus. Because oh, that one yeah. is actually expensive. Really? Oh, patented. Yeah, Buddy, Buddy Christ you can't find anywhere. Really? Limited oh, yeah. edition. That's, Limited that's edition cool. Buddy Christ. Kevin Smith has a... Has a uh, a hold on all of them. Oh, the K-Smith. <clears throat> That's cool. I, uh, I'm trying to sell my, my, I'm trying to sell my beaten up German automobile. I can't do it. You have a Volkswagen? No, I have an Audi. It's like a oh. Volkswagen, but it gets worse gas mileage because it's all wheel drive. Aha. Mm-hmm. I know about this Audi. This yes. is nice. Yes. I call him Otto. Otto the Auto. <laughs> Get it? Oh, 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 this is a funny oh, joke here oh, in Germany. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but but I kid. So so Otto the Audi has been in the shop for uh about uh twenty two days this year. And uh 
Otto still has his check engine light on because because Otto loves attention. He craves it. He is uh, how you say the the attention whore? Is it whore? the naughty boy? Yeah, uh, the yeah. very naughty boy, young oh, Otto. We should spank this naughty boy. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. And and Otto w- was born and in uh, the year two thousand five and a half. And this is important Ooh. anytime I buy wiper blades or headlights <laughs> or anything because two thousand five are not compatible with two thousand five and a half. <laughs> Thanks, Audi. Yes. I have a uh, new 2016 uh, 75th anniversary Jeep Patriot, so she's been pretty good. Her name's Harriet. Well, then. Yeah. Is is that what roped you into marrying? Was there some sort of Jeep-based... No, 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 no. It's just uh, I had an older Jeep. I had a 2012, and I took out a balloon loan, which is kind of like a lease, but not... And then at the end, they were like, hey, so your last payment's going to be $6,000 unless you trade in your car. And I went, yeah, that's fine. Here you go. Oh, is that the same car, but a newer model? And it's a special edition? Cool. Let me take that one. Boom. Uh, that's how it worked. That's, that's very nice. Yeah, so. I'm, and I'm honestly, not to mention it's like safe and stuff and bigger. So she likes that. So. Uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it works out. I'm, I'm looking to get a less safe and smaller car. Honestly, if I could trade this my my fancy German auto auto uh, in for for, an, for, for my a nice old, <laughs> uh, in uh, Italian Vespa. Uh, actually, uh, funny thing is, I I have a Vespa. I just left it in Idaho for safekeeping. But uh, I was. Well, you can grab it on the way. I was, you know, somebody reminded me of that. That like, oh, it's California. Lane splitting's allowed. Traffic is horrible. Like maybe you could, even if you're only going forty miles an hour on the highway, you're probably still going faster than traffic, right? But right. Uh, so uh, getting back to the other story, I, I, I was thinking about um, selling. I, I would love to be able to sell auto and just get back my college car. My 1992 Nissan Sentra is wonderful. There's not a thing wrong with it. I'm sure wherever it is, it still runs just as well as it ever did, which is well enough, right? <laughs> the air conditioning <laughs> broke while I was in Phoenix in the summer. It was fine, right? It was $500 to replace. Car's only worth $500. You just don't replace it, right? Cruise control broke. That's fine. It was a stick shift anyway. It doesn't need cruise. Manual windows. Those can't break, right? So you just roll those down in the summer. You're fine. So is it in Arizona still? <laughs> uh, you know, I bet it is. I could, I could swing like... By both Idaho and Arizona, and, and I mean, you got like reunite. all those weeks. Yeah, you got all those weeks available. I, mean, I do weeks on weeks. It's like bits yeah. on bits, only for Ooh. durations of time in increments of seven days, and also unpaid. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Listen, I know, I know that the government's subsidizing your funds. I mean, I know that you're not going to be not taking out hits um, along the way. Hey, hey, hey. I don't take out hits. I write the hits. Mm. <laughs> I love it. Dance party. Dance party. It's the auto dance party. We're gonna it's dance. a discotheque. It's the discotheque. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where are the naughty boys? I, I do not see oh. them. Hello, boys. Come inside. Oh, boys. You are not in the discotheque. <laughs> of course, instance I feel like is very American. The German techno equivalent would be like what zot 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 or something. Ooh, yeah, it probably would be. I didn't go to any uh, discotheques when I was there because uh, the ones that were right by the train station were all closed. They were uh, a warm weather discotheque area. Warm weather discotheque. Yeah, because it was all like dilapidated housing, so it's like in the winter just was unsafe for human beings. So like in the summer they like turn on. It was called the suicide circus. Like it was wow. it was a crazy little area. That's it. Cool. Yeah. Mm. Maybe next time. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Good good. You you uh <clears throat> read any good books lately? I'm reading books, but very slowly because I'm bad at reading now. So I used to be good at I used to be good at reading doing cooler things like no no I would no, I, w- well, I mean that's cool, but yeah, I wish okay. I was. I wish I was doing cooler things. I'm just wasting time on the internet instead of reading books. Twitter, yeah. But you're less likely to get yelled at for being on your phone at work than if you have a book open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I remember- so that's that's the problem. Like, if they mm-hmm. would look at me and go, "Well, at least he's reading," mm-hmm. 
instead of well, he's on his phone. He could be on his email. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be. It could be from his mother. Who knows? It yeah. could be. We just caught him in a brief moment of an interruption. Those things interrupt you literally all day. Yeah, exactly. Or, or it's like, uh, this is my manager, and he's not here, and he's texting me to say, "Hey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, hey, mm-hmm. I'm typing back." I was, hey, I was actually writing an email to him on my computer, but then my phone buzzed, and I looked at it, and it was an email back from him, right? And so I'm emailing while I'm emailing him. It's <laughs> yeah, like just like exception. Yeah, Work whatever. In stereo. I'm just working so hard. Oh man, no. Mm. Oh, that's something that happened to me. Um, hard? No. <laughs> uh this this pay period. Everyone in the company got two paychecks. Everybody. It wasn't just you who was who no. got duple paid. Yeah, and then they went. They're duple paying. Oops. What's pay? And then they went. Oops. Yeah, we're just gonna take that one back. And then they say, you know what? That almost happened last pay period. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. What? What do you mean it almost happened last pay period? What the fuck? Yeah, they like went to pick them up from the printer and they're like, wait a second. There's (laughs) twice as many pages here as usual. (laughs) Why are we paying these people twice? And the second, the second salary nut line is totally not taxed. So it's like a super awesome check. That's awesome. Oh, so it's one check with just double salary. Yeah, that's like exactly what it was. It was salary, checks. right? You see the salary. Mm-hmm. And then it was salary again. It didn't say salary too. It was salary again. And it was, a, you know, the same number. And I'm like, I'm like, is this we've, like a secret We've given bonus? you all 100% raises. Congratulations. <laughs> Somebody bought doing... the company and I uh, prearranged that they'd, they'd accept whatever payroll we had. And I could give a crap, so I've doubled everyone's pay on my way out the door. <laughs> Have fun. Pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. So, it's, um... It's kind of a bummer. It's, yeah, it's, no, it was. I mean, there, there's nothing worse than, than having something offered and then having it taken away, right? Mm-hmm. I was really hoping there wasn't a legally a way for them to take it away, and it would have been a fight, but... Sadly, it was within their rights to take away. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Very sad. But it's better than them, like, letting you guys cash it and then just not paying you next pay period. You know what? That was the fear that a lot of people were having. It's like, well, we we can't, like, they can't do that to us. Like, that would be even worse. And I'm like, yeah, you're definitely right. That would be worse. And yet people going like, I'm going, I'm going to the bank right now. I'm pulling it all out. And it's like, go ahead, dude. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You don't know what's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. You live at home with mom, so it really doesn't matter for you. Live at home with mom. You know, at times I think about that, like, I could just move home. Yeah. With mom. And then, you know, that's that's a big chunk of... Just snuggle my old childhood bed. Actually, I don't think my childhood bed exists anymore. <laughs> I have the closest thing, and it's uh, over there, so there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's your Nerf guns? Oh. I was referring to my bed, and it was over that way, but oh, uh, my gotcha. Nerf guns are also, yes, in, in the, the closet of mystery. Uh, yeah. that, that's kind of one of my uh, meta goals for the move, though. Bring them out of the closet. Nerf guns, you know, life's better when you don't have to live in the closet, right? You should live uncloseted. That includes the Nerf gun collection? Like, like I don't want to keep my Nerf guns, like, passion secret? Exactly. You I, I don't want to be... Have it out. Yeah, I, I want to be outed. Uh, I want to out myself. In public, a, in California, as a Nerf person. As a Nerf enthusiast. Mm, a Nerf herder, maybe. What are you drinking tonight, Scott? It's in a Ooh. glass, so I can't... It uh, is in a glass. It's in a, uh, my laser-etched RPG Academy glass. Oh, in I'm light. in my... I'm using my laser-etched uh, RPG Academy oh, coaster. coaster. That's... that's it, We got it, but it wasn't like official RPG Academy. What, what did I... Now I don't know where my coaster is. That's sad. I should rummage yeah. that up. But I'm drinking everyone's favorite beer, Grolsch. Oh, okay. Grolsch is, Grolsch is good. Did you ever go to that meadery I told you to go to? Nope. Forgot. No, no it's okay. Well, fuck me, right? <laughs> it's not like you were going to meet me there. That's right. You know what? I definitely wasn't. I, I just I, wanted you I, to I do the recon for me. Yeah. And, uh, we didn't match, so... I assume swipe that, left, swipe left. Yeah. Yeah. He's got hair on his head. Swipe left. <laughs> oh, Chrome Dome. That's low, man. Well, I well, if it was Michael, I would make a beard joke, but you got a beard, so I can't do that. You know. I uh, 
Yes, uh, we, we have a couple comments in the chat from mm. good old-fashioned Dirty Habernero. Ooh. Uh, one of which is spicy. Uh, save the bottle for home brewing, which is true. Grolsch bottles make great home brewing. I think I have. have the, I think I have one room. actually up there for home it's brewing. You. Yeah, Look at you. It's an excellent point. If if I were cool enough to home brew, I'm I'm not much of a fermentator, which is a real shame. Mm. Maybe I should start. I mean, I think you have the skill set. I'm pretty sure you're capable of doing it. Sort of mad chemistry thing. What do you? Yeah, I mean, you're smart enough. Oh, thanks. I, I tell myself that every morning. I'm smart and I'm handsome. And <laughs> Gosh darn it. And people like you. Yeah. How did you know? I got it from I this whole this. show my mom used to watch. I don't yeah. know. I think it was yeah. pretty obscure. I don't think anybody heard of it. I say the same thing. And then my wife pops in the bathroom and she goes, wrong. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> a little self-correcting. Uh, new choice. We gave a new choice with the wife. Different choice. Ding. Different choice. <laughs> Ah, uh, and and uh, we also have uh, Nerf gun rack in the back window of auto, which is an amazing idea. I yeah, did think was. about it when I lived in rural Idaho. Honestly, I really toyed. Well, with you would have gotten away with it in rural Idaho. In yeah. in Baltimore, you you might get a shot. Shot. Yeah, it's an interesting. I'm glad we both yeah. went for the same thing. Yeah. Both get yeah, you get a shot. Yeah, that's yeah, <coughs> yeah. Actually, that is kind of a public safety concern if. Officer needs to pull me over. My my rear window. Uh, oh no! I got the tinting pulled off. You could probably tell it was Nerf and had a blaze orange tip. If it was dark though. Yeah, but still, I, I hate to give someone cause for concern. Yeah, like yeah. I'm approaching the window and I believe they're armed. I don't know. That, that'd be a awkward. <laughs> I mean, then to be like, let me give me my ID. Like ah, get shot twice <laughs> in the hand. <laughs> Really, we joke, but God, it happens. Um, okay, <clears throat> sir, can you, sir, can you hold this? I have to get my ID. <laughs> People would shop for less. Step um, out of the car. We also have uh, Dirty Habanero saying he's my senator. Scott Brown is your senator. If we have a senator listening to this podcast, ah, that just is so much. Um, can you help us? <laughs> Please. <laughs> yes. Please. I, yeah. Ordinarily, I'd say write your congressman, but you're in Congress. <laughs> so just help us. Mm -hmm. Although, uh, sadly, I, I feel like most people in Congress pretty much know how they're going to vote on stuff. Like, you call and you call and they're like, yeah, thanks, but we're not changing our minds. Or, yeah, thanks, we already agree with you. And then that's the end. Yep. Al Franken. Oh, the Frankensteiner. That's uh, a fantastic Yes, because he was doing the bit. Well, he was one of the first to do the bit, right? Not not the only, certainly. But uh, oh, he wrote the bit. I bet. Sorry. So Senator Al Franken. There we go. Okay, I'm like, eventually I'll get roped yeah, into yeah, this. Yeah. So Senator Al Franken was was a writer for SNL, right? And apparently, or presumably, or it is strongly implied, wrote that that bit of of good enough and smart enough and daggone it people like uh, me. And apparently Dirty Habernero uh is privileged and honored to be represented by the great Senator Al Franken. Oh cool. Golf clap for great Senator Al Franken. Appreciative snaps even. Yeah. While we're playing with our hands, Scott, we should probably talk about ten things that you'd like to wear on your head <laughs> that are made out of hair. Uh a statue of a moose. One. Uh, a, a, a fake bat on Halloween. Two. A uh, fake beard that I wear for Christmas, but it's upside down. Three. A, uh, a like like a, a racing wig. Four. A uh, an inverted mohawk so, because I I got it surplus from the guy who wanted to buy the mohawk part. Five. A, uh, a, a, a camo while I'm assassinating people. Six. Uh, a, a crown. Of thorned hairs. Seven. <laughs> a, uh, a, a, a fantabulous thought transference device, whereby I just arrange the hair in words, and then you read the words and have thoughts in your mind, and therefore have communicated thoughts psychically to you. Eight. Aw, oh, Fidel. Uh, <laughs> a toupee. Nine. And plugs. Ten. Yay. All right. Uh, <laughs> ten things that... Uh, would have gotten a kobold. Uh, what would have happened to a kobold who was double paid? Would have happened to a kobold that was double paid? Yes. Uh, bitten twice. One. No wings. Stabbed in the sleep. Huh? 
uh, evicted. Yep. King of the goblins. Hey. Moved down the the dungeon. <laughs> Moved up the dungeon. Both are bad. Kicked out of the cave. Mm-hmm. Have to move back in with mom. Oh, don't get me started. And got married twice. Oh. Cobalt's yeah. don't like marriage. I know. They'd like to, to, to see clutches and just... Here's my clutch! Like clutches of eggs? Yeah, clutches of eggs. Okay, because my first assumption was clutches of eggs, and then I was like, is he talking about a small hand purse? I did no. not know kobolds were so fashionable. Ah, this is my purse! Ah, I'm fancy! Ah, we're doing the rest of this in our bad kobold voices! Ah. Let me find my lipstick. Ah. <laughs> oh, 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 not the shade. Ah. <laughs> no, I want the more of the lavender. Ah. <laughs> uh, what makes me happy is that Michael isn't here, and eventually he's going to hear this, and he's going to say, whatever I did, I shouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. He's going to be like, we shouldn't leave those two alone. They have way too much fun, and it's weird. I uh, blame this evening on Grolsch. And uh, did I ever actually ask you what you were drinking? I feel like no, I you didn't. But I'll I'll uh, go ahead and insert that right there. I finished a Saranac Belgian White session. Oh, and now I've moved on to Stella Artois. Stella. Stella. Why? There are so many better and, beers than Stella. It was in the fridge. Oh well, yeah. That's God. We have. That's why I started out with the Saranac Belgian. And then I moved over to the Stella, which is a Belgian beer. Mm-hmm. We, we invited our downstairs neighbors up because we're trying to finish a game of Pandemic Season 1 before we have to move. And, like, we're only in, like, April. It's awful, right? We're just not going to make it. But uh, the the goal is, is to do it. And so we invited our downstairs neighbors up, right? Because uh, they've been in with it with us. And, and they're like, hey, we brought beer! And I'm like, oh, good. A collection of super random, like... Apple ales and, and stuff, right? Just right whatever right, you right. had in the fridge, clearly. You were emptying it out. And they left it in the fridge, and when they were leaving, I was like, take your beer! And they're like, bye! See, even walk. when people have shit in my fridge, I'm like, I'm gonna find a use for it. It's fine. That's, that's good. That's, that's uh, very recycling of you. The yeah. Mother Earth will appreciate you. Or alcoholism. Who knows? Shandy or something. It's either alcoholism or Gaia. Who knows? <laughs> so, uh, I, I guess uh, we almost transitioned into our second section of, of the day. So we might as well finish it off now that we've uh, done some 10 things. And uh, let's move right into used books. Mm. For, for the lady and or gentleman uh, listening, we, we uh, used books is a section of the show where we like to talk about past campaigns that have gone usually not so well. Uh, generally, mm-hmm. we, we, we discuss, the, we start with kind of the end and we work up to, to what the beginning was. And, and then we look for some advice as to how to not have your campaign end like that one, but also some good bits that you can take into your next campaign. Uh, would you like to do the honor, sir? Or would you like me to? Um... I feel like you should. All right. <laughs> uh, Unless I'm pimping you out, in which case I'll go. Nope, 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 nope. Uh, yeah, so I, I would be uh, happy to talk about a used book. The, the used book <clears> I would <throat> like to talk about is is the one that, that uh, I, I this campaign that I ran uh, while at the tail end of my time in Idaho, and actually ended, uh, at least for me, when I moved. I was the responsible party. I I, I, I mean, I, I transferred DMing to a... To a, a the most capable, uh, suitable person being the only person who volunteered, and uh, I believe that it that it muddled along for a while and then and then flattened out when there was complications because of life, right? For a bunch of other people, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, four yeah. reasons, but yep. uh, really, m- mine ended when I left, and so that would be uh, certainly I think one of the one of the keystones of this whole story is going to be don't move away. If if you want to stay that campaign, you 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 just you don't move away. Right, 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 right. Um, although maybe the the counterpoint to that is is that uh i mean i'm moving away again but lawful and orderly will continue because i got myself a good online game with great yeah, you people did. yeah you, you got some responsible people mm-hmm. it's good it's good i mean they're no elf but, but they're they're pretty good oh. right so um the, the the game itself was was uh pretty standard i 
I uh, just bought it was my first fifth edition like longer campaign idea and I and I I started people on kind of the intro uh, set and I started up two groups really um, both groups of, of players who really hadn't played much or at all right just kind of people like at my work random I mean it was rural Idaho I scrounged everybody I dug deep right mm-hmm. I was just like the mole who was like hey random human being you, you want to go play Dungeons and Dragons and they're like what is that I'm like Jet Chip told me that was witchcraft I don't <laughs> what do you mean I'm a baker for a living I don't I'm like you'll love it right just like holding someone's face and like you know writing words using hair on my head to psychically yep. put it yep. okay yeah, I love it. Uh, yeah, it totally works. Uh, so I did manage to convince uh, some folks, and uh, we started a, a first game. We just went through the the basic the starter set, which is incredible. It's an incredible way to start fifth edition. Do you have the starter set? Have you tried? I it do, out? I do. Or or I had it. I gave it to my uh, my wife's cousin as like a here play D anD D. Yeah, I mean, it, isn't it a good start? <laughs> it like, is. It is really just enough rules to get along, and just enough of an adventure that that you can kind of muddle through. Like that's mm-hmm. all you need. That really convinced me that fifth edition was a light rule system. Mm-hmm. Like I keep, I keep getting out the real adult rule book and then being like, "Why? I, I should just take the starter set rules with me everywhere." Exactly, it's, they're so light. I mean, and and they've got everything you need. This back is just getting older. I mean, mm. that's right. <laughs> Gone are the days of taking a hundred and six three point five edition books to your local oh. store. Oh, no, I think that feat was in here, and that works with this feat, and. Mm-hmm. That's we're we're all getting too old for that. That's basically what we do for our day jobs now. Like oh, I think you know, Rule Twenty Two Stroke D allowed us to exempt partial if we amortize it. Okay, it's awful. That's why I get nervous when I play uh at, like con games and stuff because I'm like, yeah, I I I know how to play this game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a D twenty, and when it hits the ground, you yeah. you you see the number, and I tell you if it worked or not. Yeah. That's that, it. That is that is the fundamental mechanic. And that's what right. they boiled it back down to. Right. But then you're you're worried about that one guy who's sitting in the corner going, grappling actually works like this. It's like guy, come on. See that this is why we all need to play paranoia. What one of the best rules in the in the rule book of paranoia, for those uh who don't know, it's it's uh uh like an on again, off again, multiple editions, uh ridiculous, basically a one shot game, although I've heard about campaigns of it run, of a post apocalyptic future where where Things are ridiculous and horrible, um, and 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 so so uh, one of the my favorite rules of paranoia is is that that expressing knowledge of the rules in the rulebook is treason, and Ooh. and your character will be killed for it, right? Like like you huh. have a clone that will come back, but it's treasonous to express knowledge of the rulebook, and looking through the rulebook is also treasonous for anybody except the DM, right? Like that's great. Uh, that's, there is no that... rule mongering. Yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so what did this campaign in rural Idaho look like? Was yes. it just a bunch of rural potato farmers fighting Cthulhu? Pretty much. So, so we we I mean, so we started with the basic set, and I kind of had two groups uh, go through that, and then and then I I farmed some people up, and we we just played um, the uh, uh, Horde of the Dragon Queen, the first uh, chapter of that the okay. first book. Yep, and uh, I mean. I mostly just slogged along, tried to add a little bit of interjection, and, and they'd occasionally deviate. We'd do a little hook around a path and kind of come back and find the, the wagon train to the stars or whatever again. Um, it was it ended up being a big group, like eight players, and I, I feel Ooh. like these days I'm I'm I've mostly run large groups, so so I'm able to do it better than it could be, right? Um and you know there was there was definitely a lot of people who were just into killing monsters and taking their stuff, and some people who just wanted to hang out. And uh, but but it was really really rewarding because it, one I love getting new people into the hobby. I think Michael really sold me on that, right? That the idea of like inviting them into your weird mm-hmm. thing, and they they yeah. like people always have no idea or like terrible preconceptions about what this yeah. is, right? Like oh yeah, my brother used to play that with his angry friends in the basement. Like but it's 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 a lot better than that, you know. We've moved on. Yeah, Lord of the Rings is for everybody, not just for mm-hmm. angry kids in the basement and hobbits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> good old hobbits. Um, so I, I deviated from from Lord of the Dragon Queen. I mentioned a, a few times there there was some, uh, you know, there was a rogue player who really wanted to play up her criminal contacts, and so that that had a bizarre host of issues. And and like everybody, right, especially with with um, I think um. 
materialistic players, which are most yeah. players of Dungeons and Dragons, right? When 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 you find uh, spoilers, if you haven't played it, but but uh, at some point in the arc, there may or may not be an opportunity, depending on how you play it, to encounter a dragon egg, and uh, yes, and so the enterprising and engineering uh, people take it and hoard it and try to sell it, right? Rather than no, uh, no, that's not what I do. Oh. I take it and hoard it and try to make it my best friend. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not a good dragon egg. <laughs> See, that's my thing: nature over nurture. <laughs> You're like, you know, these red dragons, they just grew up in a really tough town. That's right. They've never had any opportunities. Cuddles. Everybody's hating on them because the color of their skin. Right. You know what? <laughs> Listen, you cuddle anything hard enough, it loves you. I, I love it. Love it. Yeah, so uh, they, they, they took this egg and they were trying to sell it through this criminal contact network. And I was like, who would buy a red dragon egg, right? Well, a red dragon, right? And that was fantastic. That uh, that, that that buyer's exchange was just great. I, I think That's my uh, kid. What? Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. The, the I have human- the money you require. Can I have my child back? Who the fuck? Who's... Who is this guy? The, the, the money ended up being, uh, I'll let you live. That was... <laughs> because was his shadow, the, the 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 humanoid shadow was actually a dragon, and they went, I'm gonna... I don't know, I, I straight up snuck attack him, right? It was, it was uh, I, 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 you know, I, I let him roll for for this, uh, well, we'll, we'll get into this in a bit. I, I, let, I let him roll for criminal contacts, I was like, whatever, and, they, and, and she rolled pretty high. Whatever that roll was, right? Like you said, you roll D twenty, I'll let you know what happens. So she rolled a D twenty pretty high, and I was like, okay. So you get three offers coming back through your criminal contact. One is, um, you know, it's 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 a little bit better, uh, but it's going to take some time and some arrangement because they're from way out of town. Uh, one is a little bit worse, uh, but it's it's quick, right? Uh, not as much money. And then one's an enormous amount of money from an extremely suspicious and unknown source. And they were like, uh, we'll take the middle one, right? Yeah, right. So, um... <laughs> That's what they said to you. Basically. They, so they took the middle one, uh, like you do, right? So so they meet uh, this this uh, group from, from down south who comes up in a magic a flying carpet, right? And they have to arrange to convert some currency, and they're doodling around. And So they're, like, flying on the carpet down to pick up the egg, because they, like, the party buried it or something. I don't remember why. But uh, what do you know? The the extremely suspicious anonymous offer was from the Red Dragon, who was torqued that uh, the party didn't meet them, but who uh, had realized that as a dragon, it could still take potions. And as a dragon of its size, it has such extraordinary wealth that it can buy many, many potions. And so it had many, many potions of invisibility, which it had been using to stock the party for some time. And at some point, while they were, you know, fl- zipping along on this this rented flying carpet, it just attacked from invisibility. And, and it wasn't like like a whoosh. It was just like, we're going to open with this, like, 8d6 breath weapon. Or 11d6, right? Yeah. The carpet was instantly gone. Uh, most of the buyers were dead. Uh, half the players were instantly unconscious because after the torch, right, there's a fall and it's 1d6 per 10 feet. And they were like, <laughs> okay, it was gruesome, right? It was it was generous that anyone was, had any bones left. And <laughs> then the dragon lands and it's like, why didn't you take my offer? <laughs> and they were like, oh, shit. That was, that was- oh, you? Oh, the third offer was you! Oh! Oh, that that circled the square. Oh, 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 if I could laugh without bleeding out, I would. Oh, oh. all right. Yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. Oh, Michael's in the chat. Hi, Michael. Uh, we're we're doing great, Michael. It's it's been nothing but, but on the tracks, on the rails. Yep, yep, yep. We've we've been straight and narrow. We are finishing the second section. Mm-hmm. That's that's very timely. Uh, <laughs> the failboat is that what you're i'm I'm on the tracks train tracks right that was not the toot toot of the failboat it's not all aboard the failboat toot toot it is the woo woo we're on the we're on the rail. we're on the tracks we're on to we're, we're on to on the, the second trail. station yep so uh <laughs> Anyway, uh, I thought that was a, a really fun way to, to allow them to have this diversion, and then they were almost relieved to get back to the regular story, because it wasn't right, going because, to eat them. Yeah, that's cool. 
Mm-hmm. They, they now know what happens to low-level players when they think they can actually succeed and make money having a high-level, like, valuable thing. Like, if, if mm-hmm. you get a valuable thing out of your station, that's a play. You give it away in D&D. Or, or, or <laughs> creatures of a level that are appropriate for that treasure will come and get it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Elminster will pop up, and uh, Elminster didn't become Elminster, the amazing, high-leveled, and powerful wizard, by negotiating or making fair deals. He got up by <laughs> killing people and taking their stuff. So, just like you helped to, right? That is his expertise. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah, it was it was a fun campaign. It was different. Uh, uh, we had a couple of good, good, great combats, a couple bad days, but um, overall lasted about a year. Um, mostly new players, uh, a lot of fun. So, uh, I guess where I'm going with this is, is uh, one, if, if I had advice is to not have your campaign dissolve, the first bit is don't move away. Pretty basic. Mm, and if, Interesting if I, advice. Also, had advice for how to structure a game. I mean... Starting from the book and then uh, adding as you go was a really fun way for me to do it as, as a DM. It took off the, the pressure. Like, I didn't have to prepare, but I got to prepare if I wanted to add a bunch of weird stuff, right? Otherwise, all my preparing was reading, like, staying a chapter ahead, just like when I was a TA, right? Right. Just teaching lab, like, oh, God, what are we learning about today? Scale. Shit. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, I, I, so so I think that was a lot of fun. And then the other thing is, is if you're stuck in rural nowhere, or if if you otherwise you're, you're you're telling yourself like I don't have enough people to play with, invite random people. Mm-hmm. It's everybody's hobby now, and uh, yeah. turns out like random people will come and end up having fun. Yeah, I like uh, I like the thing that you said you 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 took them off the tracks, but then you found a way to just hook them back into the the railroad that yeah. you had them on. And make them glad to be back. They're like, yeah, they were so glad. They're like, oh yeah, they're just spies and st- like we're still trying to find the stupid caravan. Like, great, we know these dudes running the caravan are jokes. So like, we're gonna hang out with this. <laughs> we just survived a red dragon attack. We are cool. <laughs> it's, it's a good time. Yeah, I haven't read that adventure, but I do eventually want to see it, I guess. Mm-hmm. The two adventures I own of 5th edition are Storm King's Thunder and Strahd. Oh, I really want to be in a Strahd game. I can't I do too. Because I want someone to run it for me. See, I imagine that I'm going to be running it, or at least using the book, so I don't care if I know it. And even if I know these spoilers, I'm A, going to forget, yeah. or B, I'm not going to be that guy. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But still, there's some things that yeah. are better to be like, whoa, whoa, what? That was genius! And like, yeah, I yeah. just did the book. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's no. fine, whatever. I, <laughs> it's not me. It's, it's Jeremy Crawford. He's cool. I think it's some great <laughs> moments. Um, when, when I passed that, that game on, right, uh, to, to one of the players, I, I gave right. him the book. We, we barely finished uh, that first book. And I gave him that book and the second book that I bought, right? And uh, he was, uh, he, he, he read through the, the first book just to prepare, right? Like, to get an idea. And, and he yeah, I kept chatting with him, and he'd be like, you know, that, that part where that thing happened and that thing happened, that wasn't anywhere in the book. I was like, yeah, I just pulled that out of my butt. Like, that just happened. That was, we were an hour in, and suddenly you guys were like, Wah! right? And so I just, some stuff happened, right? And we kind of got you back on track. He's like, that was incredible. You know, so, so it works out, and people don't know the difference. It was great. Yeah. The most writing I did for a campaign recently was... um I like made up this whole like refugee town and like I had all these things that were going to happen there and stuff that existed and how they were going to get out of it. And they literally looked at the town and went, nah, we don't need to go there. And they walked away. And I went, I'm never planning anything for you people ever again. And I never did. Well, we, we, we got into this last week, right? Uh, two weeks ago. That, that, and I've been thinking about it ever since, actually. The, the, the difference between planning and preparation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that if you plan, right, you're like drawing up like like diagrams and, and NPCs yeah. and stuff. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like situational. And once they're off the rails, you're fucked. Right. Pardon my language. But uh, if, if you prepare, then then like you, you have some seeds and some scenarios, and some bits and you're like you're ready to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. You're in a good mind space. You're like creative. And, yeah. Like uh, I like that distinction. That that makes me feel one a lot less guilty for not writing out NPC stat blocks for everything, and two exactly. a, a lot better for like doing dynamic things that are much more likely to help. Right? Like I'm I'm, I'm gonna use a random name generator, generate ten names, write them down, print it out, right, and then cross them off as I use them one at a time, so that uh, 
you know, when I'm when I'm reading through the book, right? And the player's like, what's this NPC's name? And I'm like, uh, Steve. They don't instantly know that it's not in the book, and so it can't matter, and they just ignore the NPC. Like, damn it, right? Yep. It's Nimble Fingers Shadow Fang. Like, oh. oh, that's the weirdest name ogre ever. <laughs> damn it, it is an ogre. Why was this the next uh, name on the fa- list? Fatty Fingers Shadow Belly? His name is Shut Up Fingers Go to Hellface. Yeah, his name is, uh, no, you. This close-up of Scott is pro- provided by checking the chat. It is. Uh, our, our, our one viewer. Uh, is Michael. But, oh, that's right. We have two viewers right now. But uh, um, Dirty Habanero is jamming Strahd. Makes me super Oh, jelly. cool. So jelly. Has, how is that going? Good question. Dirty Habanero. Yes. Tell us all about it. And then we can share. Because we're talking about universe. used books still. So we can, we can, we can chew the fat. Michael's not going to call us. We are. I guess. Uh, he doesn't actually even have my phone number. He doesn't? No. Because he doesn't, he chooses not to have it. <laughs> At least that's what he tells me. I think it's because his wife is jealous, it's, but whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, well, she wishes you'd stop calling in the middle of the night. Michael, why haven't you called yet? <laughs> what is she wearing? He's not wearing khakis, that's for shit sure. <laughs> hey! Uh, Dirty Hammer now says that it's, it's their first attempt at GMing, and uh, folks are enjoying it. Excellent. Uh, yeah, that's Congrats. Yeah. yeah, good. Good on you. Uh, congratulations for, for swallowing it. It's big and it's terrifying, and it's great to have a little prepared manual. Mm-hmm. And I'm uh, excited for you to, to yeah stretch your wings, flex it out, enjoy it, mm-hmm. and, and uh, have fun with your friends. Yeah. I used to think that I never actually ran a uh, printed adventure. But really? then a friend of mine was like, no, you ran that uh, demo set for Iron Kingdoms a couple times for us. And I went, Shh. you're right. Okay, so I've ran one published adventure and it was like six pages long. So still that's weird. Because a lot of people are like, oh, I, this is my favorite published adventure. It's like, yeah, I, never had, I never had them. Yeah, I, I had the Forgotten Realms like book when I was a kid. And I had it because I had the stats for the dinosaurs in it. Of course, that's the reason you had it. Like, that's what it was for, was the stats for the dinosaurs, because I had the monster manual that had the stats for everything else I needed. But the dinosaurs really weren't in the monster manual, so I needed the dinosaurs. Obviously. It's fact. Mm-hmm. I, uh, yeah, I, I only uh, run published adventures starting at 5th edition with the basic set and uh, mm-hmm. the, the dragon one. And they were a lot more fun than I thought they would be. I would yeah. totally do it again. Um, uh, Dirty Hammer Down mentions that that uh, they're running two groups through it at once, which Whoa. one, I'm, I'm sure, is you know, at first I was like, wow, that's a lot. And then, and then I thought about it, the more I thought about it, I was like, I'm sure that's fascinating. Because oh, they're going to yeah. take different routes, they're going to go at slightly different speeds. Like, if if somebody misses a day, maybe, like, uh, they're, they're probably not quite on the same schedule, right? But I'm sure there's a little bit of cross-pollination or cross-talk or something. Like, um... That's a really interesting. I would idea. love to. I would love to be able to do that because because it'd be fascinating to see who did what and why. Mm. Because they because um, what I've heard and what I've read about Strahd is that it is a uh, build your own adventure type of thing. You can kind of do anything in almost any order. So I like the idea of one guy going, you know, well, well let's go to Castle Ravenloft. The other guy's like, oh look a swamp. <laughs> look a swamp. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, apparently, one group's going through uh, Strahd, and the other's going through Horde of the Dragon Queen, which that sounds like an enormous amount of work. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least, at least there's books. Books on books on books on books on bits on bits on bits on bits. All right. So, um, I think that kills our used book section. I've got a question for you, though, man. Oh, what kind of question do you have for me? It's where have, have my fingers, fingers been? Man, is that where have my fingers been? been? The Detroit of Middle Earth. <laughs> hey, yo, 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 Frodo. Yeah, man, what up? Yo, 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 Frodo. Yo, why you been hanging out with that gray wanderer? Yo, don't talk about Gandalf. Oh, yo, yo. <laughs> Gandalf be tripping. No, he cool. He's all right. No, 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 no. Yo, 
And that's where my fingers been. Da, 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 da. Where have yeah, my fingers, fingers been? Been. I said, where have my fingers, fingers been? Um, at the uh, Baltimore Meadery. Ah, oh, my dear, this mead, it's so fine. Oh, yes, I think it's exquisite. What is wrong with you? It's just mead. This is the most hipster place I've ever been. Oh, why, I never... I'm offended. I'm going to twirl my greased mustache and then swirl my plaid shirt at you. Pish posh. I'm going to ride away on my fixie with my young, excited girlfriend. <laughs> what? What? Why do you guys have fixed speed bikes and mustaches? Why do you are able to drink like $8 beers every night here? What do you do? Well, I'm I'm a, a like a, a a freelance hamster trainer. Yeah, and, and I tune harmonicas part time. We live in a $950,000 condo down the street. So there. What? How? What kind of justice? Th those condos were built over houses of people who'd been in this neighborhood for 30 years. Well, yeah, but their houses were gross. Those condos were really nice. And that's where, that's my, where fingers my fingers... <laughs> Uh, listeners at home, uh, that was a real conversation Scott overheard one day at the bar. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm an exotic hamster trainer. <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say like software engineer or something, but no, you went, you went ham. You just, boom. Hipsters. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I live right near hipster Mecca. I mean, you're not gonna, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a. Stones throw away from Brooklyn. So, so, so chaos bubbles eighty seven has a very chaos inducing. How do you all feel about trains in a game? Well, go ahead. I was going to say that our um, our faith lost in the undead, life the undead game that was that you were never invited to. Do you remember the name of that? Yes, oh. the Western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that game started on train, and mm -hmm. it was really good. So if you haven't listened to that podcast, I'd suggest it. I think that the train part was fun, especially using... Um, that was my first experience with Bay, Fate Accelerated, and uh, using Create Advantage and stuff with, with the objects you'd find around a train was a lot of fun. I think we mm -hmm. got a lot of it. It went a lot more into the structure of a train and, and what it would look like as it was crashing than I think we would have in many other game systems. My experience with a train in gaming would be that I did a homebrew world once where I, <clears throat> excuse me, I loosely based it on the Wild West meets the Roman Empire. And what I did was I kind of had the Feywild kind of just leak into the material plane and just kind of take over. And they built this something, uh, something I called the, what are they called? The lightning rail? The fey rail? Something. And what it was, was uh, it was precious metals in a uh, in a copper tube that, you know, was a train track, right? Okay. But along the train track were trees planted from the Feywild and they would swing in the breeze as things like teleported along the, the track. So it was a train without the train and you needed to have like fey creatures to, to be conducting you across but it was a whole like frontier thing that i had going on and then that campaign died in like uh, oh. six sessions you, you that, that sounds like a really really good one for yeah. these books we should talk about next week yeah we can, we can that, bring that it sounds up. like a uh, that was like, a, that was like, the it sounds like spell jammer except spell trainer yeah but it, not in the pokemon it, way Ooh, it was like eight people it was a big group like you know what i want to see about yeah Mm. Uh, Harry Potter Pokemon mashup. Ooh. I love ma mashup shirts Potter are my new favorite ty types of t-shirts because it's like one t-shirt that that's at least two genres. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I when a, you get, I have a t-shirt get... that that is the DeLorean crashing <clears throat> into the TARDIS. Yeah, that shirt's cool, but I like the one that's uh, Daenerys and and Jon Snow facing off against each other, but it looks like Pokemon with the. With the Pokeballs and stuff. It's so cool. Daenerys has three Pokeballs and John just has one. Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, it's cool. All right. But so uh, since we've done our finger game. Mm -hmm. And we've done used books and we've talked about trains. Maybe we should get around to talking about. What were we talking about? The Etten? The Ettercap. Ettercap. Yes. 
I looked it up and then I closed my book. So there's no. One I'm gonna. Re- I'll read what Ettercaps are because oh, they're an interesting yeah. monster. Ettercaps are humanoid spiders that tend to feed and watch over spiders the way a shepherd oversees a flock of sheep. They lair deep in remote forests. Fine strands of silk stream from glands in the ettercap's abdomen, letting it shoot sticky strands of webbing to bind, entrap, and strangle its victims. It can also use its webbing to fashion elaborate snares and nets, which often festoon its lair. Okay, so you lost me at, at humanoid spider. Pretty sure the definition of spider prohibits humanoid, like eight legs... Crap yeah, it's only got eyes. four. Yeah, but it, it does have, have a crap ton of eyes. Two legs and two arms. Yeah, well, that's the humanoid part. That, but it, then it's not a spider. But it makes webs and it's got mandibles and it's, it's got Spider-Man. four eyes. It's a Spider-Man monster. This is this is what Spider-Man. This is what happens to Spider-Man sometimes. Like I don't know if you've read those comics or seen those those cartoons. When he goes too far, sometimes he becomes this thing. It, it doesn't. It, it, you know, and honestly, it looks like Spider-Man in his old age, and he's really let himself go. For the oh yeah, no, home. it's definitely yeah, it's punk. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that dude. Yeah, Look he's at a little all chubby. All that. Mm-hmm. That's all silk, baby. That's like a. You know, after after thirty years of swinging around, <laughs> I just this is all I got. You know. <laughs> Come on. It's venom after a bad day of drinking. I get home of a long day working at the newspaper, and, you know, we're folding. Instagram photos just don't make the same money. All yeah, I want exactly. is a beer, honey. All I want is a beer. You're going to make me use my web garrote on you. Yeah. I've used that plenty of times. Uh, in your domestic violence? What? In your domestic violence? Okay, so moving on. Uh, that's what I was joking about. Yeah, no, we're yep, good. Right. Uh, enemies of the faith. <laughs> so they've got spider climb, uh, which mm-hmm. is an awesome ability just uh, for all kinds of situations. It really behooves you to make an interesting environment, right, mm-hmm. with some height and stuff. They have web sense, uh, so they have basically blind sense while you're in a web, right? Yeah, which they make a lot of. Mm-hmm. They they uh, ignore movement penalties by webbing, which is basically also another form of spider climb. So they got mm-hmm. a lot of climb and spidery. Yeah. They've got uh, a web ranged attack. Mm-hmm. They have, uh, they have multi attack, which is nice. It is. It is. Their it is. their bites are poisonous. So I guess uh, aside from a campaign where Spider Man has to have an awkward negotiation with his mm-hmm. spider parents, in some sort of fictional alternative universe where Spider Man yeah. was not bitten by a spider, but his parents were both bitten by spiders separately, and then they dated because who else would you date aside from the other person on Earth? bitten by a radioactive spider, and then they had a kid, and then they grew old, and they were in their retirement home, and they looked all chunky style, right? Right. And uh, then you ha- still had to negotiate like, private time in the basement with your normal high school girlfriend, even though you looked like you were a kid of one of these things. Uh, so aside from that, how would you use this monster? Well, I feel like I have an unnecessary advantage, because I have used this monster many times. <clears throat> what? Yeah, uh, so in a game that was ill-fated and dead, or dying, okay, the campaign is dead, but the world is, like, on life support, and potentially, (laughs) potentially might take flight again. Like, resuscitating the world? No, it's, it's in the ICU, it's like, beep, beep, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna be able to save the campaign, but I can save the world by injecting Edder Caps. Exactly. So, we had a, uh, a drow exile in the party. So I decided that these things were kind of like far-reaching agents kind of looking for him to either bring him home or kill him. That very, it's very drow. So they encountered these things a lot. Aside from the hunchback thing, I would reskin it because I like my monsters to look like something I'd be proud to have defeated. Right. Not something that like a coronary looks artery like a bypass yeah. could defeat. It yeah. looks like a fat tick. Mm-hmm. And uh, and actually, I think I threw this at a recent game I had, and they killed it. And they never asked what it was, uh, how it got there. Looks weird. And then they ate it. Yeah, no, this, seriously. They just were like, well, we, we cut it up and have it for breakfast. And I'm like... Did the ranger okay. make a check to see if that was, like, poisonous? Or? No, I no, mean, there, was, there was no the check. Before? There was absolutely no check. There was nothing. There was no. Ma- they just went. Yeah, we're gonna eat it. And I was like, 
Oh, you know what? If, if, if the sure. campaign was ending anyway, I'd be like, TPK. It's poisonous. <laughs> There's no safe. Sorry, You'll guys. You'll die. Or make like a DC 20 save and kill everyone but two members of the party. And they're instead like cursed with gut-wrenching defamation or something. <laughs> like, you have a distended abdomen for the rest of your life. You look kind of like that, dude. Speaking of gut-wrenching defamation, uh, did you see the... Uh... The new feats, the new racial feats in the Unearthed Arcana that came out this week? No. Are they gut-wrenching and defamation No, but gut-wrenching def- uh, see, see, I'll let you know how I got here. Huh? Uh, Rob Schwab helped make these, and oh. gut-wrenching defamation made me think of Rob Schwab, and Rob Schwab, and we're talking about 5e. Are, 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 they, very, are they very Rob Schwab-like monstrous feats? Uh, yes. Like, like, dicticles? Not dicticles, no. It's not that bad. But, like, I mean, they're, Rob Schwab. It, yeah, they're Rob, they're, they're Rob Schwab, but they're also PC races in D&D 5e. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's like, it's take Rob Schwab, filter it through wizards. What's left of Rob Schwab? There's enough. There's flavor. Really? That's it, fantastic. You know, he's, he, he's no, I mean, very I mean, uh, he's, descriptive with his words. He is very descriptive with his words. He doesn't stumble over them like uh, uh, a kid on his first day of jogging class doing those hurdle things like I am. Right, right. Are you like doing those? Are you in hurdling class? I feel like I am when I have to say words. Hmm. That's why you say most of your words with your bullets. <laughs> First, I thought you meant bullet points, and I was like, yeah, bullet lists are way easier to express yourself, right? You don't need complete sentences or periods. You just begin to have an abstract list of things. <laughs> turns into a like, list halfway. But then you're like, oh, you're talking about my confirmed kills. Oh, yeah, no, right. that that is easiest right. for me. Right, right. <laughs> License to kill. Well, you know, if, if you don't confirm the kills, then you can't possibly have violated Executive Order 12333. That's true. That's true. I had a friend who was a, who was a Marine, and uh, we talked about, like, uh, how many people he may or may not have killed. And he told me that there's only two kinds of people that actually have confirmed kills, pilots and snipers. Everybody else just has so so confirmed. I would so when whenever whenever something like that would come up I would go not confirmed. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so Doesn't matter if you're with a squad or anything. Like it's like it's something like you. Snipers have confirmed kills and pilots, and that's it. It's like that's random and weird. Hmm. So, uh, how many confirmed kills did your editor caps have? You had them in two campaigns. Oof. How many times were they confirmed kills? I think it's a better question. And I would say every time. Every time. Every time they were they were confirmed kills. In fact, the only time I thought they did better, I was just like recounting us like a an event in my head. I realized it wasn't an editor cap. It was a drider that I was using. Hmm. And it was in like a dark area, and the drider was just like sitting up there, like shooting its bow and stuff. And it actually like incapacitated the uh the bard. <laughs> <laughs> and just like he just like went down like a sack of potatoes and the barbarian was like oh shit i probably shouldn't be trying to find this thing in the fucking dark like an idiot my friend's unconscious <sighs> it was just the two of them because like everyone else bailed that night and it was rough for them but but they ended up uh making it out alive but hmm. But yeah, editor caps are fun. I always had them like sneaking around roofs and then they'd be like, web attack. And it's like, well, now you guys are in combat because you just got webbed at. Interesting. And then they, and then they ate them. That is so interesting. I, yeah. Apparently, I, I did not know this about myself until right now, but uh, apparently uh, a significant criteria I use to select monsters is that they have to look cool. And because this monster looks like uh, I am afraid that I will look in 40 years. Right. I I don't want to use a monster that just reminds me of my own mortality. Mm-hmm. Does it make you feel better that I also use the monster on the next page on the on the on the left page? Oh, the the super handsome dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make you feel better about it? Little for the folks at home. Super handsome dude. Mm-hmm. Love that dude. The Empyrean. He's so he was the Empyrean, but mm-hmm. not an eye. We'll have to do him. Next time Ooh. on detention, I think, kids, that uh, that might just about wrap up your time here in detention with the RPG Academy. 
That's um, right. The professionals of the RPG Academy. Yes. The yes. Eastern Campus, as we're known now. Soon we're not going to be the Eastern Campus anymore because somebody's fucking that shit the trans north american campus <laughs> we're gonna be the extended campus we're, again the the coastal the bi-coastal Coast. campus Ooh, the coastal campus i like that yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the c so, the cc from from both sides of the bi-coastal <laughs> campus head and tail uh Ooh. thank you for for tuning in with us at the rpg academy uh where you're welcome to uh um muck up again next week and end up back here in detention where I'm sure uh, Michael will not trust just the two of us to run this alone again. But, uh, yeah, so there might be Michael, there might be Caleb, or might be a special guest to mind us. It'll it'll be a great adventure. And we'll probably do a monster that uh, more than one of us has ever run. (laughs) You should tune in, kids. And uh, we might be drinking something else, so have a good time. So, uh, again, for everybody at the RPG Academy, thank you very much for tuning in. It was a real pleasure. Uh, Thanks for your questions. Uh, Go ahead and, and like, subscribe, uh, follow us, whatever you want to is on Kickstarter. Yes. Before we, we let you go, we are, we are required and behooved to say, if you want to meet this guy. Or this guy. Uh, yeah, less so this guy. But this guy. Um, <laughs> then then uh, please uh, look into... A catacon. It's it's uh, an annual convention. It's a fun one. It's it's in Ohio. It's super low key, super fun, really low key. You get to meet all kinds of great, amazing people whose voices you've heard over and over in the car while you're bitter driving home from work, right? And so you meet them while you're not bitter, and it's really weird. You feel like you mm-hmm. should be angry about something. Yeah, but you can just nice you people. can you can just shake us if you want. You can be like ah, yeah. traffic, and it's mm-hmm. like you're standing. What is wrong with you? It'll be great. So look up a catacon. It's it's a uh, Kickstarter now. It's closing up in about twenty two days or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check it out and uh, hope to see you there. Otherwise, I hope to see you next week in detention at the RPG Academy. That's right. See you next time. Slurp up them oysters. <laughs> Thanks, kids. Ah. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast, the flagship program of the RPG Academy Network. If you enjoy what we do here, then please check out therpgacademy.com and visit our site partners for additional entertainment and gaming advice. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. The podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out in many ways. You can subscribe to our show on iTunes and or Stitcher Radio. You can leave us a five-star review. Also, if you clear your cookies and you visit Amazon or the DriveThruRPG site through our portal, we get a small percentage of what you pay, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like any RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments that you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at therpgacademy.com and reach us on social media, such as Facebook and Google Plus at the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, the Caleb G, at the Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at the RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.